this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. there welcome everyone to the sonic society episode 634 the world's largest and longest and most awesome showcase of modern audio drama i'm your host jack ward here with my co-host david all good morning everyone and as sometimes happens we're running late today with a large double episode of a new series mission rejected by pete barry and john p dogan at the porch room and it all begins right here on the sonic society Guten Tag, Herr Phillips. You are in cabin five. Your luggage has already arrived. Good morning, Chet. General Jose Barreda, a.k.a. El Pato, a.k.a. The Duck, is the military leader of the South American nation of San Ontra Parte. He is landing on U.S. soil in two days, where he plans on giving a speech to drum up support for his sham presidency among Americans. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to replace the general with one of your extraordinary mission agents and sabotage his speech, which is to be given at a Motel 6 in Toledo, Ohio. Toledo? What is this, amateur hour? Last time it was Gary, Indiana. Time before that it was a garbage trawler in Delaware. These missions used to be fun. Venice, Paris, Dubai, Minsk, Sacramento. It's a completely underrated city. Oh well, where was I? Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to replace... I never really considered not accepting it. He does always say it's my choice, and I hate Ohio. Then again, I do love overthrowing a despot. Then again, Ohio. Meh. You know what? Rejected. Mission Rejected. The Adventures of the Extraordinary Mission Team's Most Secret Agents. The Backups. Tonight's episode, Duck and Cover. Who is it? Open up, Granger. Who is it, please? Granger, you know it's me. Section Chief Anders. Well, if you are, then you know why blind people don't go skydiving. Granger! Why don't blind people go skydiving? Because it frightens the dog. Thank you. Granger, what have I told you about these ridiculous passphrases? 
Company guidelines clearly state that new passphrases must be issued daily to prove the identity of fellow agents. In the field, Granger. To identify agents in the field, not me, the boss from down the hall. Passphrases are my job, Chief. I'm pretty sure I know what the regulations say. I don't need to use a passphrase every time I want to come in here. What if I just wanted to take you to lunch? Do you want to take me to lunch? No. Oh. Good, because I'm not sure what the manual says about lunches between co-workers without a justifiable business purpose. Granger. I assume we'd have to go Dutch. Otherwise, it might be considered a gift. Of course, we'd probably be spending less than $100, which is technically an allowable non-gift expenditure. Let me just check the book. Granger. You're right. You're right. We should go Dutch. Better yet, separate checks. Actually, we should probably sit at different tables so we can't be identified as colleagues in case anyone is watching. Granger. Separate restaurants. Skip. Section Chief Anders. Come with me. It's promotion day. God help us. Does this mean you're finally taking me up on my offer to modernize the handbook? I already have some chapters I can show you. Communications agent, third class, Skip Granger, meets secret agent Chet Phillips, leader of, of the- Of the greatest extraordinary missions team this agency has ever known. It is an honor to meet you, sir. Oh, the pleasure is mine, agent, third class Granger. I hate to ask, but can I have your autograph? My pleasure, champ. I can't believe I'm meeting the Chet Phillips! Wait, am I meeting the real Chet Phillips? If I am, how's the price of salmon in Okinawa? Too high for my taste. But the grouper is cheap and plentiful. It is him! It is you! Section Chief Anders, I think you are looking at the only field agent who bothers to memorize all of my passphrases. No, I'm looking at the only two. But Agent Kenny died in the fire at that freezer warehouse last June. She's talking about you, sport. I'm tagging you in. For the first time in agency history, Agent Phillips here has declined a mission. That means it falls to the next most senior agent. But that's Anastasia. I'm afraid not. Her body was found this morning. She got trapped in the oven factory overnight and froze to death. That leaves you. Pursuant to your beloved field manual, when a senior agent rejects a mission, it gets passed down the chain of command. When the agency started, that chain was a dozen people deep. But thanks to my incredible track record of both completing missions and coming home alive, I have never once rejected a mission. So we've sort of let the chain shrink a little. For budget reasons. Kenny and Anastasia were the only backups. You're the next most senior person. And after you, it's the janitor. Listen, Skipper. Gonna call you Skipper? I wish you wouldn't. There's someone out there taking down our agents in strangely oxymoronic ways. This new mission, it's peanuts and kid stuff. You take care of that while I try to snuff out our assassin. Agent Phillips, as I have repeatedly told you, you have no authority to create your own missions. You accept or reject the missions given to you by this agency, and that is all. And I strongly advise you not to make a habit of rejecting them. Fine. Then I think I'm going to take a few of the 600 vacation days I'm owed. See that you do. I'm warning you, Phillips, I don't want to hear about any unauthorized action by you or your team. Well then, you better cover your ears. Would you please stop with the damn pen? What are you doing? Making an exit. Stun grenade! God damn it, Phillips! What do you want filled up? 
What? What do you want to fill up? I, I told you, I'm not taking you to lunch. Oh, I don't know. When I was maybe 14 at scouts camp? God, I hate when he does that. Who conceals a stun grenade in his pen? The greatest man who ever lived? No, an asshole. Better cover your ears. (laughs) I really defy anyone to come up with better exit lines than me. Attendant, open the gate, please. Taking the Porsche out, eh, Mr. Phillips? Must be heading out on one of those dangerous missions. Not this time, buddy. I'm thinking about taking a long vacation. Wait, how do you know about the missions? Oh, you'd be surprised what a parking garage attendant overhears when everyone thinks he's just watching porn in his little booth. Open the gate, please. Why, just the other day... Open the gate, please. Okay, okay. You seem real stressed. If I can make a recommendation, the missus and I took one of them OB cruises. Weeks out at sea really clears the mind. I I got a brochure here. Maybe a cruise is just what I need. Yeah, they got this cleanse you can do. Would you just open the gate? What an asshole. Welcome to your new command center, Agent Granger. Before you get too excited, it's a conference room. Still, it's got everything you need to plan a mission. Projector, screen, mainframe computer access, and a truly terrible coffee machine. As you know, on a typical mission, senior agents are allowed to assemble their own team from our list of various contractors and security-cleared professionals. Since this is your first time in the field, I took the liberty of putting together a team for you. Presumptuous, but you are the section chief, so guess it's allowable. Anyone ever tell you you've got a real set on you, Granger? My mother, but my doctor assured her it was normal in a boy my age. Oh my. This is Gloria. She's doing a presidential management fellowship as part of her graduate program. It's typically against regulations to put an intern in our department, but all the White House fellows keep requesting reassignments and they've run out of other agencies to move them to. I can't imagine why. It's a touch subject. You mean touchy? No. I'm much happier being here. You all have the best office supplies. You have highlighter shades I didn't even know existed. My favorite is Midnight Taupe. Can we focus, please? Next, meet Mackenzie McGrath, computer expert and hacker genius. Correct. Working for us instead of doing time. Among her various computer crimes, the FBI picked her up six months ago trying to use a new Snapchat filter that actually stole people's identities. Trying to use? When you picked me up, I was Khloe Kardashian. Or one of them, anyway. You're the inventor of Snapface! Hey, not bad for a communarch, huh? That's right. Snapface is my baby. Get me one good selfie of anyone, and this puppy can download their entire browsing history, including finances and a 3D print of a perfect latex mask of their face. Undetectable to even those closest to them. Just ask Kanye. Or was it Lamar? Regardless of its dubious origins, the device does have its uses particularly if you have someone who can perfectly mimic your target's voice and mannerisms. May I present Bowdoin Montcrief, one of the world's foremost actors and impersonators. Always happy to help out. You know, Zelda, your donation to the Theater Guild this year was most generous. Oh my. 
It was nothing. I hope we'll be seeing you and Pat at the opening reception. Well, of course, we never miss a boat in Montcrief opening. I didn't realize you had a husband, Chief. I don't. So, Pat is... My wife. Ooh! Way to score points with the boss, Nark. I can't believe I get to work with the boat in Montcrief. You know my work. Know it? You were Raquel's love interest on my favorite show, Acquaintances. Ah, PBS's attempt to ride the Friends bandwagon. You have taste. That's some of my best work. Even if we only lasted twelve and a half episodes. Twelve and a half? We got cut off mid-episode for breaking news about the birth of the baby manatee at the National Zoo. And they never cut back. Bowden is the man of a million voices. With one of Mackenzie's face masks on, he can be an exact double for El Pato. Surely not an exact double. Not with so little time to study. My friend, the immortal words of El Pato himself. Hay que aplastar al capitalismo. Muerte a los que suprimían a nuestro país. Los cobardes que gobernaron sobre nosotros han encontrado su contraparte. ¡Viva la revolución de la gente! Mr. Moncrief, you speak Spanish? Don't understand a word of it. But I have an ear for phonetics. I don't have to understand what I'm saying, I just have to say it. In today's growing Hispanic market, they're always looking for actors who can deliver copy en español. McDonald's. Me encanta. My God, that's the most incredible thing I've ever heard! Thank you. You know, I heard from my agent that they're interested in me for the 12th Angry Man at the Don Rickles Dinner Arena. In Tampa? The same. And you know, the 12th man is the angriest of the bunch. Oh, here come the Tonys. Uh, They don't give Tonys for dinner theater. Technically, it would be a Burt Reynolds. Sir, I believe that if anyone can get one, it's you. I like him, Zelda. This one's a keeper. Finally... Meet Joe the plumber. He's your... Let me guess, plumbing expert. Electronics. Way to be judgmental there, buddy. I am so, so sorry. I shouldn't have assumed based on your name, sir. Ma'am. Sir. Ma'am. Sorry. I get flustered when I think I'm being insensitive to race, creed, color, sexual orientation, gender, or sports team affiliation. He's gonna get us killed. This guy's gonna get us killed. Deep breaths there, bud. You can just call me Joe. I'm a Packers fan and everything else is as the Lord made me. I trained in electric engineering and surveillance with the Army. I got a touch of PTSD after my tour. Found that doing this James Bond crap helped take the edge off. Thank you for your service, Joe. It would be an honor to wear cheese on my head with you one day. Also, I really am a plumber when I'm topside. Take my card. Lowest rates in the city by a mile, I promise you. He unclogged my drain last night. I hope to God you literally mean a drain. This is your team, Granger. Lead them. Here's everything you need to know about El Pato. His speech is just over 24 hours from now. This man cannot gain any support in America. If this speech goes well, our current commander-in-chief may even invite him to the White House, which again, I stress, cannot happen. I have worked with our peer agencies to create the perfect speech to turn popular opinion against El Pato. Just get in, say those exact words, and get out. Remember, if you get caught or killed... This agency and your government will disavow any knowledge of you or the mission. I'll see you here in 48 hours for the debrief. Good luck. Okay, where do we start? I know. Great, where? Finding someone to notarize my will. You guys want in? Maybe we can get some sort of bulk rate. Well, that's not helpful at all. You're right. What's money when you're dead? Anyway, 
I'm sure you'll figure this whole mission thing out. Wait, where are you going? I gotta make a house call. Tinder date. I have to put myself on tape for a Viagra commercial. Sit down. Oh, the amount of lines I have to memorize is outrageous. The disclaimers alone are gonna keep me up all night. Sit down right now, or or I'll use this. What do you got there? Just a little something I took off my friend, Chet Phillips. Oh, somebody put his big boy pants on this morning. This is Liza backstage at Carson all over again. I mean it, I'll do it. Oh, shit, is that a- Stun grenade! It's another Fallujah. Get down, cover, cover, cover. Mr. Moncrief, cover your ears! Get the ears, my face! Actually, it's just my pen. But now that I have your attention, will you please sit down? Well played. The great Jerry Robbins would have admired your commitment. Okay, Skip. What's the plan? El Pato, like so many dictators, presents himself as a man of the people. He has built a reputation for being a staunch anti-capitalist, but privately loves nothing more than a Starbucks coffee and a fast food cheeseburger. While his people starve, you gotta let me clean out this guy's bank account. Does it say if he likes fries with his burger? No, it doesn't say. Hmm, pity. I like to have a complete backstory when I take on a character. I eat what he eats, I drink what he drinks, I love what he loves. (laughs) Okay, know your enemy is all well and good, but I like battle plans. How are we going to get at this guy? Well, it says here that prior to giving his speech, the general will be staying in room 42 of the motel. We're going to need to get in there so that Mackenzie can get a photo of him and make the mask for Bowden. Let's not get too friendly. I'd prefer if you just call me McGrath. Okay, noted. Ms. McGrath. What do you mean, Ms.? Mrs.? Strike two. It's doctor. Oh, oh, I am so sorry. I I assumed. Again, forgive me. Doctor, doctor, Dr. McGrath. (laughs) God, you're too easy. I barely finished college. I was so bored. Just call me McGrath. We're cool, Skip. Actually, I prefer agent... So what's the plan, Skip? As I was saying, McGrath needs to get a photo of the general to make a mask. Actually, I don't need to be in the room. If you have my app on your phone, you can just grab a clear picture of him and I can print out the mask from an adjoining room. Joe, maybe you could pose as a repairman to get into the room? Can't do it. If I understand this brief correctly, we gotta make sure the general's speech makes him look bad. I'll have to make sure whatever is on the teleprompter gets overwritten. I can do that from my van, I have all the equipment I need, but I'll have to park out of sight. Why don't you leave getting the photo to me? I'm going to need his clothes anyway. How are you going to get in the room? He's sure to be heavily guarded. You ever see Eastwood and Escape from Alcatraz? Nope. Me neither. But Clint's a friend of mine, and if there's one thing he's taught me, it's look tough, squint your eyes, clench your jaw, and nobody will mess with you. I'll get in that motel room, all right. I'll get in there, punk. I got chills. It's like I was in the room with Clint himself. We're gonna die. Welcome to beautiful downtown Toledo. After you, Mrs. Granger. I don't understand why we have to pretend to be married. We're sharing a room. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. And we brought Gloria with us on our honeymoon? Why wouldn't you? Why did you use your real name? I panicked. Oh boy, you're going to be a treat in whatever South American jail we end up in. It's my first day as a spy. And your last... Joe, we're in position. Are you ready? Roger that. I'll be ready to override the teleprompter as soon as Bowden takes the stage. Make sure you have my lines up on that screen, Joe. I didn't have time to get off book. I was up all night memorizing my audition piece. I hate not knowing my lines, but Big Pharma pays better than Big Brother. Bowden, 
Are you sure you're ready to go on? If there's one thing you should know about me, I'm always ready to go on. I remember Lee Strausberg wrote... Oops, lost them. You disconnected his mic. I saw you. Oh, did I? How careless. Unless that man's name is Louis B. Mayer. So this is the famous snap face machine, huh? How long will it take to print the mask? About six hours. Six hours? He's got to go out there in one. <laughs> God, you're so easy. You're like my favorite new plaything. Relax, it only takes a minute. Bowden here. I'm moving into position. Monitor this channel. Roger that. Good luck. Okay, Bowden. I'm monitoring. Remember, I need a clear, full frontal shot. That's just what they told me on the set of Boogie Nights. You were in Boogie Nights? I was Wahlberg's stuntman. There's no stunts in that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> straight. Quiet now. I'm at the door. Stop. Who are you? This is a restricted area. I'm the man in charge here. The general is not to be disturbed. Not even for... White Castle. What is the meaning of this disturbance? Do I... Do I smell cheeseburgers? My God, you're short. God damn, he's in. He already got the picture. We'll have a mask in a matter of moments. How are you going to get it to Bowden? I don't. The intern does. Me? Housekeeping. But... Mints. Fresh towels. But... You'll wheel it in on the maid's cart. Say the general called for more towels or something. What about the general? Those cheeseburgers are laced with a powerful sedative. One bite and the duck goes night-night. Bowden has to strip him off his clothes, so stick him in your cart and cover him with sheets or towels. Help Bowden get the mask on, then come back here. Bowden hits the stage, Joe does his thing, Bowden gives the worst speech of the general's career, and we all go home. You know, I think this is going to work out just fine. That could not have gone worse. Oh, sure, it could have. I could be dead. I'm not seeing how that's worse. What the hell happened out there? Incoming. Get down, get down! No, Josh! It's okay, we're not in Iraq. Section Chief Andrew- Not a word. Not one word until you explain this. We go now to the little San Otra part the neighborhood of Toledo, Ohio, where General Jose Berada, better known as the Duck, is set to make his first major address. And here comes the man of the hour now. Connie, is it just me, or is the General a good foot taller than when last we saw him? I have to agree, Steve. He's famous for his diminutive stature. Perhaps he's wearing a new platform shoe? Huh, he found the mic. Amigos! El Pato, looking a little uncomfortable here, Connie. Yes, he's scanning the crowd now. Not exactly sure what he's waiting for. Amigos! (laughs) They certainly liked that. Such a friendly people. Let's go. I say to you, Let's digo. I say to you. No tome Viagra si tiene dolores en do el not pecho use Viagra if you have a heart condition. If your erection lasts more than four hours, consult a doctor immediately. An unexpected turn here, Connie, as El Pato apparently endorses an erectile dysfunction medication. 
Most unusual for a staunch anti-capitalist to do a commercial. Even more unusual, Steve. Here comes Khloe Kardashian up to the podium. And now she's escorting El Pato off the stage and into what appears to be a plumber's van. Boy, the crowd is really loving this. Viagra? I gotta take the blame for this one, Chief. I was supposed to rig the teleprompter with the revised speech for Bowden to read. But when we got there, they were using those newfangled tablets, and I didn't have the right cord. I swear they change those dongles every year just to make my job harder. To look on the bright side, I think we have to really commend Bowden on his improv skills. I had that cut beat down cold in two languages. My God, I'm good. Can't believe I didn't book that ad campaign. I'm sure they're regretting it now. Damn straight. And the cameo from Khloe Kardashian? Well, I couldn't just leave him up there rambling about what to do when blood rushes out of your head. She was the only face still in the snap face memory. Again, on the bright side, the crowd loved it! And I made $100 in tips for doing turndown service! Yes, well, speaking of bright sides, El Pato is no longer polling well among the people of San Entreparte and is currently hiding in exile. Khloe Kardashian, however, has a 60% chance of being their next president. The world does need strong women, ma'am. I think we should roll with it. You put the real Chloe in some bunker and then disguise as her, I get elected president of San Entreparte. You get an inside woman in South America, and the world is relieved of one Kardashian. I like your ambition, McGrath, but strictly speaking, it's against company policy to work for another government. You know what? I've changed my mind about this work release thing. I'd like to go back to jail, please. No one's going anywhere. I've got at least three global situations brewing, and Chet Phillips just put in for another week of vacation. That means you're my team. (gasps) Yes! Christ. Whether you like it or not. Mission Rejected was created by Pete Barry, J. Michael DeAngelis, and John Downton. This episode was written and directed by J. Michael DeAngelis. It starred Chris Klinecki as Skip Granger, Nazla Sarpkaya as Mackenzie McGrath, Dave Stanger as Bowden Moncrief, Paige Klinecki as Gloria, Faith Dowden as Section Chief Anders, with Kirk White as Chet Phillips, and Kevin McGrath as The Mission Voice. Guest starring were Devin Plantamora as Parking Guy, Jose Maria Bejarano as El Pato, John Dowgan as Joe the Plumber, Jillian Ivey as Newscaster Connie, Ashley Banks as The Ocean Girl, and Bob Killian as The Security Guard, Newscaster Steve, and The Admiral. Music, sound editing, and mixing are by Pete Barry, with additional live mixing and sound engineering by Karen Yang. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Mission Rejected, and support us at patreon.com slash missionrejected for exclusive content, bonus audio, and more. This has been a Porch Room production, copyright 2019, Extraordinary Missions Limited. Tickets, please. Please have your tickets out and ready at the top of the gangplank. Hold that boat. Hold that boat. Coming aboard. Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard, handsome. What's the name on the reservation? Doe. John Doe. Mr. Doe? It's a family name. Welcome to the Ocean Bureau, Mr. Doe. We set sail for adventure and enlightenment. Enlightenment? Oh, yes, oh, yes. Isn't that right, Trixie? That's right. The Admiral here has changed my life. I just know he's going to change yours. Trixie, why don't you show Mr. Doe to his cabin? In fact, 
Well, why don't you put him in the suite right next to yours? You look a little pallid, my friend. And the view and the fresh sea air from that part of the ship will turn you right around. Yes, sir, yes. You just go along with this little beauty. And the next thing you know, we'll be on the open seas. Well, thank you, Admiral. If you'll lead the way, miss. Follow me, handsome. Yes. Welcome aboard, Chet Phillips. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is J. Michael DeAngelis, and I'm one of the co-creators and producers of Mission Rejected. And before we get into this week's episode, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And we had such an amazing response to our first episode um, that on behalf of Pete and John and the entire cast, I want to say thank you so much. Your listenership means everything. A couple people have asked us on Twitter or in person, how they can support the show. And there are a couple really easy ways. One, tell everybody you know about it. Word of mouth is always the best way. Tweet about us. Mention us on Facebook. Just tell your friends that you heard this really great podcast called Mission Rejected, and they should listen too. Um, Please subscribe using iTunes or whatever service that you prefer. And please, 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 if you enjoy the show, leave us a great review, particularly on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, because the more good reviews we get, the easier it will be for new people to find us and for Apple to suggest us to people. If you're feeling extra generous, you can go to our website, and we now have a link for merchandise, and you can purchase T-shirts and notebooks and all kinds of cool things with our logo on it. Or you can visit Patreon and support us on there for as low as $2 a month. You can get some really great things. We're writing mission dossiers for every episode. We're doing bonus audios with exclusive scenes that you can only get as a patron. So please check that out at patreon.com slash missionrejected. Again, Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. I hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, mateys. Join me on the poop deck for morning calisthenics, followed by our famous all-you-can-eat bacon buffet. <sighs> man, oh man. This cruise is just what the old Chetonator needed. Excuse me. Mr. Doe? John Doe? Oh, right. What can I do you for? The Admiral asked me to bring you this insanely small recording device. It was delivered to the ship this morning by drone! Oh, darn it. The office just won't leave me alone. (laughs) Know how it is? I don't know. The ocean is my office. The open water is my cubicle. The currents are my middle managers. And every swimming soul from the blue whale to the narwhal is my co-worker. You are one spooky chick. How are you enjoying your cruise? Uh, We're out of mimosas, but otherwise peachy. More mimosas coming right up. I love it here. Should probably see what this recording is, though. Good morning, Chet. The woman in this picture is Hannah Brandt better known to the European underworld as Die Geliebte des Geldes, the Mistress of Money. Over the past decade, 
Bronte's mastermind the transfer of millions of euros, kroner, lex, and francs into U.S. dollars on behalf of crime syndicates and terrorist organizations. Last week, she was spotted at the Frankfurt Comic Book Convention passing documents to famous comics writer Marcus Ellsbury. Ellsbury will attend the Ashbury Park Comic Fest in New Jersey this weekend. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to locate Ellsbury at this festival and ascertain precisely what Bront gave him. A comic book convention in Jersey. I'm Chet Phillips. I'm a buff Jason Bourne movie, Matt Damon. Not a chunky Kevin Smith movie, Matt Damon. Worst mission ever. Pass. Rejected, the story of the world's most secret agents, the backups. Tonight's episode, The Con is On. Man, come on! Why won't this hike up over my... Gloria! Yes, Agent Granger? I need you to... do something for me. Oh, is this a test? Yes, A super-secret spycraft sneaking test. I need you to come into my office, but never look at me. Mission accepted. Wait, this isn't like that Sandra Bullock movie, is it? Decidedly not. Okay. Mission protocol activated. Eyes shut. I'm moving in on the target. Good, Gloria. Good. Wow. This is harder than it looks. I'm going to hand you a box. I need you to bring it to Tyrone in requisitions. He sent me the wrong package, but I'm not in any position to go down there myself. Where is... I'm handing it to you now. To your left. Can you move to your right? A little... Maybe... That's the desk. I can't... Reach higher. I'm, I'm uh, sorry. I'm no, just gonna pee. No, that won't... Go, Gloria! Don't open your eyes! Oh, oh there God. it is! Agent Granger, I'm sorry! It's fine, Gloria. If just... you want, I'll never open my eyes again! Oh, come on. It's not that bad. Okay. I'm okay. But... Agent Granger, why are you only wearing pajama bottoms that don't fit past your calves? These aren't pajamas. This is supposed to be a superhero costume. Oh, it's not. I know it's not. I'm sorry. It was supposed to be made to my specific measurements. Oh, it's not. Yes, Gloria, thank you. I'm just gonna have to work myself out of this. Oh, Lord, you're stuck in those pants, aren't you? You said you'd keep your eyes closed. I'm sorry. It's like that time the train near my school derailed. We knew we shouldn't look, but still. Just go back to your office. Thank you. And give me some time. I have an hour till the team shows up. I need to finish setting all the clocks back an hour for daylight savings time anyway. Okay, you go do... Wait, what? Happy fallback day, Skipyold. Great Scott. Bowden, wait, I can explain. Just don't let McGrath... Don't let me what? Why? 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 Oh, merciful God, why? It's a mistake. Requisitions sent me someone else's package. Do not say package at this moment. I tried it on. Now I'm here. Now I'll get out of it. Though, why don't you guys just bring me my overcoat over there? That's better. That's better than better. I'm sure requisitions mixed up my sizes with someone else's. Agent Granger, requisitions just confirmed they got your sizes correct. They're suggesting your 32-inch waist is... Wait, I wrote it down. A fantasy of rolling-esque proportions. You tell them I'll be down later and we will discuss it further. Maybe change first. Hello, Miss McGrath. Hello, Mr. Moncrief. Hello, Gloria. 
It's a lovely shade of lip gloss you're wearing today. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's supposed to be darker, but I've been applying it sparingly so as to not use up the promotional sample. It suits you. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, um, so I'm... You were going, Gloria. Right, as opposed to coming. Gotcha. Requisitions, you, waistline fight. Uh, I remember now. And please turn the slide projector on as you go. Okay, now that this morning's bachelor audition tape is wrapped... What? I just told her I liked her lip gloss. Your innocence and Skip's waistline are both up for Hugo Awards. Are those like Golden Globes? I'd never stoop to accept a Golden Globe. A Kid's Choice Award, however. Anyway, let's tackle the elephant in this office. Skip, why are you wearing two small tights? Because we're going here. The Asbury Park Comics Fest? The Jersey Shore? Ugh, no thank you. It's a 21st century. I can get all the fentanyl and amateur porn I want online. We're looking for this man, Marcus Ellsbury. Ah, a writer. You know his work? No, he just looks sad. This time last week, Ellsbury was at a similar convention in Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, are we investigating David Hasselhoff? We're not investigating the Hoff, as the kids today call him. We're interested in this woman who was seen with Ellsbury in Frankfurt, Hannah Brandt, a.k.a. Die Geliebte des Geldes. The Great Aunt and the Gelding. No. The Mistress of Money. Duolingo sure is free. Brandt is the queen of international money laundering. Last week, she was seen passing an envelope to Ellsbury in Frankfurt, after which she fell off the face of the earth. Any idea what's in the envelope? None. That's what we're going to find out. Ellsbury was not going to attend the Asbury Park Festival this year. Oh, the man does have some taste. You ever have a Jersey Shore Zeppeli? That sounds like something you do in prison for an extra 20. Ellsbury was not going to attend the festival, but 20 minutes after his meeting with Brant, he called the organizers to register at the last minute. So good old Liebs Gelding must have convinced him to do so. Meaning that envelope is certainly bound for the home of the boss. Chief Anders is from New Jersey? No. The boss. Asbury Park. Are you even a real American? I am, but don't tell the IRS. Ellsbury only booked one day at the fest. That gives us our opening. Speaking of openings, watch that overcoat, Skip. Okay, on to the plan. Agent Granger, requisitions say if you come see them this afternoon, they'll be more than happy to outfit you with an appropriately sized superhero costume. That's what that's supposed to be? A correctly sized one, they mean. Okay, sure. Tell them Agents Moncrief and McGrath will be with me, too, to be sized for their costumes. Our what? That's right. We're going undercover at a comic book convention. Now, here's the plan. Swear to me that that's the last time I hear Granger, Sense, and Tingling all together like that. I'm going back to prison. McGrath! Your costume looks... Zip it. What? You look... This character is supposed to be an Amazon princess? A paragon of feminine strength? In a metal bra? Ooh, it's not real metal, is it? I felt less exposed in OBGYN offices. What kind of sexually stunted insult thinks this is a strong woman's outfit? William Moulton Marston, apparently. Ugh. I knew it had to be someone with three names. Did the costume work? Yeah. I waltzed into the conference IT director's room like I owned the place. So you were able to take the... In three clicks. 
Security here is non-existent. It's amazing anything has gone on as scheduled. So your sacrifice is worth it. Especially when I gave the conference IT director my number. You did? Yep. Except I gave him your number. How did you get my phone? Wait. Here comes our target, Ellsbury. That is completely unacceptable. This booth is nowhere near the location I requested. It's right next to... Artists Row. My apologies, sir, but you were a last-minute addition. There's so much foot traffic here. I wanted a much more private location. And he had one until I got a hold of his reservation. Huh. I'm truly sorry, sir. Here's the number for convention management, if you'd like to take it up with them. I certainly will, and I'll be sure to tell them. What's your name? Wallace, sir. I'll be sure to tell them how singularly unhelpful you have been. Wow. I thought comic book writers were supposed to be champions of the little guy. This douche is a mashup of, do you know who I am, and can I speak to the manager? Could be nerves. If he's doing a job for Brent and something's been disrupted, that... Wait, look! He's dialing his phone. Probably calling management to complain. No, he stuffed the card Wallace gave him in his pocket. He's calling someone else. Bowden, we need you to move in. I've got this. He's coming out of the men's room. Okay. Suddenly, I feel way better about what I'm wearing. But look at him. He's so... self-possessed. Confident. Of course he is. He's an actor. He doesn't know any better. Um, excuse me. Sorry, are you Marcus Ellsbury? Sorry, I have to make this phone call. You are Marcus Ellsbury! Listen, Bob, I'm terribly sorry, but... Wait, are you dressed I sure am! This is my Lord Nero of Planet Lesbos cosplay. My first published comic. My goodness, and it's very authentic. I take pride in my work. Where did you find those vintage roller skates? That is the exact right shade of eyeshadow, too. eBay on the skates, Sephora on the eyeshadow. I needed it to get the right shade to portray issue 362 when Nero infiltrates the underwater kingdom of Dolphin Lundgren. Oh, let me shake your hand. And I, yours, I'm... Sorry, though. I do need to make this call. Please, come to my talk this afternoon in Galleria F. Feminism in Comics. The Male Perspective. I wouldn't miss it for the world! Okay, I did it. When I shook his hand, I managed to slip the device onto his phone. Good job. That costume is something, Bowden. Please. Compared to my costume when I did Rocky Horror in Denmark, I look like Karen Pence in this thing. Quiet. He's dialing. McGrath. You're sure this is going to work? It better. It's the same device that got me 25 to life for listening on Wall Street orders. Is this Ellsbury? Yes, there's been a change of plan. I'm right next to Artist's Row. All those people milling about will complicate the handoff. Sort it out, or there will be consequences. Consequences? What sort of consequences? A handoff. Probably of the package Brandt gave him in Frankfurt. Frankfurt? Packages? Money laundering? This is like an actual spy mission. Did you isolate the location of the other party's phone? The call was too short. All I can see is that it's in the building. Good enough. Let's tail Ellsbury. Granger, Moncrief, this is McGrath. I'm in position. I've got a beat on Ellsbury. Well, He's... hey there, sweetie. Gonna need a second here, guys. Do I know you? No, but I drew you. Jimmy Serafilio, comic book artist extraordinaire. 
I know your outfit pretty well. I drew it from 06 to 09. I'll take your word for it. You wear it very, very well, too, if I may say so. You may not. Well, I did anyway. Okay. One of those. So later on, this convention is honoring me. There's going to be a big retrospective of my work. Might I be able to convince you to attend? McGrath, is everything okay? Are you tailing Ellsbury? Yep, and I picked up my own tail. Oh, is that your boyfriend? Dude, I really have someplace I sure, have to. Sure, sure. You cosplay girls are all the same. Dress for the attention until you get it. Catch you later. McGrath, everything okay? Am I sanctioned to murder people on these missions? Are you kidding? Andrews won't even reimburse me for parking. Anyway, I'm on Ellsbury. He's meeting someone, shaking hands. Just a fan, it looks like. Moncrief, you're on Ellsbury too? Yep. From the opposite end of the hall. Chili dog stand. Don't fill up on those. You don't want to bust out of your costume. I once had a costume malfunction at the Kennedy Center. Flash Rosalind Carter full frontal. There was a complimentary can of peanuts in my dressing room the next day. Hold the phone. Ellsbury has stopped again. Could be another fan encounter. No, he just took something out of his man purse. That's a satchel. Not on him, it's not. It's a manila envelope. Brent gave him a manila envelope in Frankfurt. You've got to move in and get it. Hold the phones. He's got two manila envelopes. Two? He's right. There are two. That's unexpected. Yeah. The man Ellsbury is talking to agrees. He's pissed. Agreed? He's Alec Baldwin parking angry. Ellsbury must have strayed from the plan. Wait. We can listen in through the device we planted on the phone. I don't trust Brant any further than I can throw her, so this is my insurance policy. I have two envelopes here, and only I know which one you want. You should have worked out your issues in Frankfurt. This puts me in a very difficult position. Only difficult if you weren't going to pay me. I want the money in my account by noon. Then we'll arrange a handoff. Ellsbury's going in one direction, his contact in the other. McGrath, try to get close enough to snap a picture of the contact. On it. Let me get a picture of Jesus Diana. Christmas, don't you troglodytes get enough free porn online? Oh, free porn ain't saucy like you. Granger, you owe me for this. Big. Ellsbury's contact has stopped. He's looking over a booth of comic books. Can you sneak in for a pic? I think so. He hasn't noticed me. He's totally engrossed in... So I see. You couldn't get enough of me oh, after no, all. No, not you again. It's my booth. You turned up here. You're the one doing the work to find Hold me. Hold that thought. And please... Nothing else. Wow, I didn't think you had any taste. What's that supposed to mean? Just that not a lot of people outside of the industry know who Julius Tyborg is. But you're running him down for a snapshot. Oh, well, you know how it is. I can tell you a lot of stories about old J-Ty. You got the time later on. No, that's really okay. I... Tell you what, here's the key card to my hotel room. You mosey on up there after the con wraps up. I'll give you a skinny on anything you want to know. I'd rather wear this costume every day for the rest of my life. I see no downside here. Ugh. Technically, that wasn't a no. Bowden, I've got a picture of Ellsbury's contact. It's some dude named Julius Tyborg. Excellent. Print a mask of him and I'll meet you whale, over at... Whale, whale, Bowden Moncrief. I'm sorry, do I know? Oh my mm-hmm. god. My eyes are still up here. It's good to see you, Kelly. Try again. It's good to see you, 
Stella? Third time's the charm. Okay, look, why don't you just tell me your name? Annie. Annie, Annie right Wilmot the from the Sioux Falls Playhouse. Tongue. How's the acting going? I'm working at Comic-Con selling superhero-themed jewels to vaping hipsters. How do you think it's going? Better than Lori Lachlan? I'd ask if you're doing any better, but clearly you're not. Hey, now, I've been doing just fine. I'd love to hear this line of bull, but I've got to get over to the Teen Writers Workshops. They've been my best customers. Now, wait just a minute. I'm working right now on a noble, top-secret mission that I can't... What? I'm sorry, who's... Oh, for you the love of... You big fan here to meet me, but you're doing top-secret work? No, you misheard me. I said, top-secret still works all these years later. <laughs> Boy, that Val Kilmer. Is that a gun in your pocket, or... Oh, screw it. Start walking. McGrath, where's Bowden? Isn't he tailing Ellsbury? I thought so, but then his communications dropped off. Well, I got a picture of Ellsbury's contact. His name is Julius Tyborg. Let me look him up online. What is he? An arms dealer? Drug runner? International terrorist kingpin with a leather fetish? He's the world's foremost collector of Omega Red comic books! Okay, my first question. Omega Red? Oh, it's a propaganda comic written by Oleg Krishelnikov in the 1960s about an elite Soviet spy unit battling the evil forces of the decadent West. My second question, though I want to get back to that comic because it sounds super interesting. I know, right? Sort of a reaction to James Bond. In a medium where you can really twist the narrative tropes and structures of a spy novel? I was thinking the same thing. But also... What the hell? He's just another comics guy? A very unique comics guy. His sole interest is Omega Red. He has no other collections. McGrath, look out! Hey, guys! Where did you learn to skate like that? Starlight Express, Canadian tour. But we've got to get out of here, right? Security! Lord Nero of Planet Lesbos stole my envelope! Yep, I did that. Wait, I've got a place we can hide. In the hotel, room 492. Let's split up and meet there. Lord Nero, away! Yes, I found a cosplay meetup, completely lost him in there. My costume isn't very original. Now we just have to hope Bowden got away. He did. Jesus, Bowden! I had no time, so I gave this outfit's owner a hundred cash, then pulled an epic quick change. If you were going to dress up as a Skywalker twin, though, I'd have pegged you for more of a Luke. Hey, I make this layup pop. It's all about the wig and the working it. Okay, let's get inside this room before someone spots us. How'd you get this room key? Save it for the debrief. So, what's in the envelope you stole from Ellsbury? My guess is cash. Some massive banknote that Ellsbury had to smuggle. I'm going with incriminating photos. Brant could be blackmailing Julius Tyborg. It's... a comic book. It's a what? Yup. Andromeda Force, issue 5, published 1968. Uh, flip through it. There must be something hidden in there. Nope. Nothing but good old 60s American sci-fi. White men in buzz cuts saving the universe. This doesn't make any sense. Why go through all this trouble for a comic? Ellsbury had a second envelope with him. Whatever Brant wanted him to bring into the country has to be in that other envelope. So let's... Holy crap. The son of... McGrath, what's wrong? What did you find? Pictures. Right here on the table. What am I looking at? Oh, sweet Dame Judy Dench, I know what that is. It appears the occupant of this room who lent me his keycard has a little side project. 
He must have a camera under his booth so he can take upskirt shots of women in revealing cosplays. Man, that's skeevy. And I've met Brian Singer. Let's keep our eyes on the mission. It's almost noon. That's the deadline Ellsbury gave Tyborg to put the money in his account. McGrath, have you got a good enough photo of Tyborg to build a mask of his face? I sure do. And Bowden, is the recording of that phone call enough for you to learn Tyborg's voice? Worst case, I can rich little it. All right. Then this is the plan. Thank you. No worries at all. You sure you don't want it autographed? Just an extra 20? No. Okay, fine. You can tank her a sniveling little... Yes. It's in the account. Hold one minute while I confirm. Very good. Meet me outside conference room L in five minutes. Thank you for understanding my need for security. We've little time. My sources tell me you lost an envelope. I lost an envelope, not the envelope. Here's your precious contraband. Goodbye. Great work, Bowden. Thanks. Is he gone? Yep. Ugh, God, those masks make you sweat. I knew this whole ordeal couldn't have been over a simple comic book. What's in the envelope? It's... A comic book. What? The same comic that was in the other envelope. What? Andromeda Force, issue five. It's even got the same wear and tear on the cover. No, no, no. We've been had. I don't know how, but we've been had. Granger, wait. We don't... that. Skip, what are you... I'm just angry, damn it. I don't know what sort of fast one they're pulling... Hey, Bowden. Warn your friend that people at a comic book convention frown on people tearing up comics in the middle of the floor. Bowden... Do you know this woman? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, old actor friend. We go way back to it. I made the mistake of sleeping with him while doing summer stock. He ghosted me after. I should have seen it coming. We were performing ghosts. Well, this has been a of fun course. little... Of course. Then I found out he'd done the same thing to another actress the year before, and the year before that... We must do this again sometime. And I must introduce you to my new boyfriend. He and I have been seeing a lot of each other since I started working the comic circuit... He's very Miss, important, This is all you know. very interesting, but perhaps you His could... His name t- is Julius Taborg. Perhaps you could tell us whatever you like about your new boyfriend. Yes, please spare no details. As I recall, she never did. You never had it so good. Anyway, Julius is super attentive, relatively ungay in comparison to my recent dating vintage, and by the end of the day, a very rich man. Really? Mm-hmm. He's going to acquire the crown jewel of his collection, Andromeda Force, issue five. Mm. Oops. I see you're suitably impressed. That's one word for it. I thought Julius Tyborg only collected Omega Red comics. Ha! You do know who he is. I knew this wasn't a repeat of the Tommy Wiseau incident. And yes... Julie Kins only collects Omega Red comics, but as anyone who's anyone knows, Omega Red shows up the last page of Andromeda Force issue 5 as an emissary of the Russian government. It was meant to be a big Cold War crossover, but public pressure caused the publisher to call it off after one proof leaked. (laughs) One proof. (laughs) That's right. There's only one Andromeda Force issue in the entire world. 
It's worth millions. Julius wants me to be with him when he collects it from its courier in the next five minutes, so I gotta go. It's been fun. Toodles, Bowden. Last page, last page, last page. There's Omega Red, and that little piece right there. The comic in the envelope you stole earlier, Bowden? That must have been a forgery. Of course. That way Tyborg had to pay Ellsbury to be sure he was getting the real comic. And now... And now I've destroyed a million-dollar comic book. Chin up, Skip. It's no worse than what that Spider-Man musical did. Um, guys, look over by the chili dog stand. Is that... Yep. The real Tyborg has found Ellsbury. They appear to be having... words. Oh, oh dear. Let's scram... Hold on. McGrath, we have to go. Give me one minute, please. Ladies and gentlemen, if I may direct your attention to the center of the conference hall, we're going to begin our afternoon session. The work of artist Jimmy Serafilio. Let's give him a big hand. Hey, what's going on? You scum, Serafilio. Explain this picture, jerk. Two minutes. I talked to you for two minutes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are all those women accosting that man and waving their phones? I might have scanned that creep's upskirt photos into my Snapchat recognition software. Then hacked the convention's attendee database, matched each picture with the appropriate victim, and sent each one her own personal legal evidence. It looks like they're not going to wait for a trial. Have we done enough damage here? Money launderers at each other's throats? Perv comic book author outed? I'd say we're done. So, to summarize, Ellsbury has vanished, Brandt is completely incommunicado and will likely stay that way, and Julius Tyborg has similarly ghosted the world, having posted bail in Asbury Park on Monday after starting a brawl in the convention center food court. Yes. Well, it's just a good thing the security guards were on their union-mandated chili dog break. You mean lunch break. No, chili dog break. New Jersey labor unions are weird. Well... On one hand, we've lost sight of every suspect in the case. And I bear full responsibility for the failure of my team. On the other hand... Yes? You determined they were using a rare comic book, bought with ill-gotten gains in Russia to be sold legitimately in the U.S. as a means of laundering money, and you stopped that laundering from taking place. Well, I don't need to take all of the credit for our success. On the other hand... I'm just going to wait till you tell me you're done. There's still the matter of McGrath interjecting herself into matters to out this Jimmy Serafilio as a voyeur. Yes, Miss McGrath. She has a certain distaste for authority. The EMF is one of the most secretive organizations in the intelligence community. Only two elected officials even know we exist, and one of them thinks our function is observing the migratory patterns of wild parakeets. I know. I spent my first six months here in charge of mock parakeet analysis. We can't afford to risk exposure. So, will McGrath be punished? I can't have agents going rogue, but I've also spent 20 years at this job. And if I can't give a euphemistic fist bump to an agent for outing a misogynistic pervert, then frankly I've wasted my time. Tell McGrath she gets away with this one, but I'm keeping an eye on her. Oh my! And then what? I saddled right up next to him, took a deep breath, and said... 
Mind you, this is after only ten minutes with only a scratch recording. We've little time. <laughs> My sources tell me you lost an envelope. Oh, Agent Moncrief. Please, Bowden. Please, Bowden. McGrath. What are you doing here? Waiting for a skip to sign off on my mission file. Part of my plea deal. Oh, uh, my lunch minute is up. I have to get back to work. But till later, Bowden? Till later. <laughs> so, Bowden, just to let you know, if you even think about hurting Gloria the way you hurt Miss Three-Time Loser Actress Come Vape Sales Lady we met at Asbury... Who, Stella? Annie! Good God, it was this morning. Right, her. And Gloria, she... I'm sorry, what were we talking about? How you're not going to hurt Gloria. Oh, don't be silly. I'd never hurt Gloria. I know. Because if you did, I'd kill you with a spider robot. A <laughs> spider robot, that's a... <laughs> you're serious? Pro tip, when someone who's been sentenced to life threatens you, err on the side of caution. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I won't. <laughs> Good talk. Shame you have to go now. Okay. Right. Ah, McGrath, you're here. Good. All right. What message are you here to give me from Anders? What? What makes you say I'm going... You can approve my records with a phone call. Yet, here I stand waiting for some bureaucratic T right. to be crossed. So, Anders just wanted me to tell you, your stunt this morning... She doesn't want me to risk exposing the agency, so from now on she'll have her eye on me or some damn patriarchal... She's a woman, so matriarchal, but... That's what you people do. Us people? Overseers, state's attorneys, warden, suits. You people. I'm not... That's not me. No. You're just their messenger. Call me little sister, Skip, because all you are is big brother. Don't feel bad, bud. I knew what I was signing up for. Besides, in a way, this was the perfect mission for our little squad. How so? It proved that sometimes the most valuable hero is the one who shows up where he's least expected. Mission Rejected was created by Pete Barry, J. Michael DeAngelis, and John Dowgan. This episode was written by John Dowgan and directed by J. Michael DeAngelis. It starred Chris Klinecki as Skip Granger, Nazla Sarkaya as Mackenzie McGrath, Dave Stanger as Bowden Moncrief, Paige Klinecki as Gloria, Faith Dowgan as Section Chief Anders, with Kirk White as Chet Phillips and Kevin McGrath as the Mission Voice. Guest starring were Ashley Banks as the Ocean Girl, Tom Boyer as Marcus Ellsbury, Matt Lafargue as Julius Tyborg, Jillian Ivey as Annie, and Bob Killian as Jimmy Serafilio and the Admiral. The Righteously Angry Women were played by Ashley Banks, Katie Barlow, and Milen Kirshner. Music, sound editing, and mixing are by Pete Barry, with additional sound engineering by Karen Yang. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mission Rejected, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash missionrejected for bonus audio, exclusive content, and more. This has been a Porch Room Production, copyright 2019, Extraordinary Missions Limited. Ladies, ladies, if I may have your attention, thank you. On behalf of the convention, thank you for agreeing to come tonight. And I'm sure that we can reach an amicable solution to this class action lawsuit in a speedy fashion. Now, before we begin, 
Mr. Serafilio would like to say something. Thanks, Mike. It's Wallace. Anyway, so, ladies, before we begin, I just want to say that I think we can all agree that we're all victims. And that's this week's show. Please check out the show notes for more Mission Rejected at sonicsociety.org. Until next week, when we have an extraordinary time with an ordinary feature, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Have a lovely morning. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.